This is the Patriot Radio News Hour, brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. For all your gold and silver buying needs, call them at 1-800-951-0592 or log on to allamericangold.com. Broadcast for Tuesday, September the 20th, 2016. Well, hey, good morning and welcome. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour, Tuesday, September 20th. What do we do? The physical delivery of gold and silver. It's as easy as giving us a call at 1-800-951-0592. The lovely Wendy's here. Take your phone call, answer your questions, walk you through your order, or go check us out online at allamericangold.com. It's as easy as point and click. Check out the products. Check out the news to disturb the comfortable, where we don't tell you what to think, but we certainly give you something to think about. My name's Homer Lopez, and I'm here to introduce the man. He is the CEO. He is a second-generation owner of the Patriot Trading Group, and he's the man who delivers economics with attitude. Joe Jaquin, how are you on a Tuesday? Happy Tuesday. You know what? I just... Uh, was doing some of my other janitorial duties. I was throwing the trash and started to sprinkle. It's sprinkling outside. Yeah, we got overcast. Had it yesterday. Didn't have rain. Didn't have rain. It teased us. It teased us a little yesterday. So you guys did get to have football practice last night out on the Uh, field. Unfortunately, that'd be a yes. That'd be a yes. This is my, my whole life now comes to go to work, pick up my son from basketball practice, to drive him to football practice to eventually get home sometime after 9 o'clock. Hey, you can have it. I love it. Yeah, you can have it, bud. The things we do. I'm telling you. um, I was there. I was there. Basketball club, coaching in middle school, all that stuff. I like that, though. Hey, at least we're contributing back to society by coaching. You know, I think that you. What do you coach? The defensive line. I am. Are uh, you like the water boy? That's a nice cup of H two O. Somehow, you know, I, I was a basketball coach forever. That's really what I'm good at. I have, you know, nothing more than, uh, you know, uh, what I guess television knowledge of football. And unfortunately, the head coach, I used to coach his oldest son in basketball. He's like, oh, no, a coach is a coach. Get out of here. So I'm more of the... Uh, so it's volunteerism is what it oh is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not like you're getting paid to do it. Who needs a hug, right? Hey, coach, my helmet broke. I lost my the screw off my helmet. Can you tape my ankle? Can you tape my finger? You know, I'm that guy. So the... Uh, I don't know what to even call it, but uh, that's what I do. I t- I call it coaching. I yes. think I think what you're doing is you're you're helping out. My wife out. did say that a lot of parents say I'm the favorite coach. Well, it's easy, you know, you're, because I am in charge of absolutely nothing. Well, that means you're not yelling at their boys. Right, right. <laughs> good job. You're not good yelling. job. Good job, everybody. Good job. You're getting better. And wait, are you bringing a, a, a you know afterwards little sippy drinks and <laughs> donuts, juice box. little juice box? Hey, Juice Box! Juice Box, man, I'm telling you. And so how's your team, uh, son's team doing? Are they winning? Uh, they're 3-1. 3-1? 3-1, and, one. Three and, three and, one. One and uh, soon to be 4-1. And, and they're doing well. They're doing well. It's, it's, and I'll say this. If it just somehow we could practice, like, at noon, then it'd be great. Well, not in Arizona. Right? I mean, even right. it doesn't matter. But the practice, you know, it, it, it doesn't start till 6.30. Yikes! And then it doesn't end till like nine, almost nine o'clock. 
and then I've got to drive home. So that's really the problem. You have no life after. I mean, being on the football field is a life with your son out there. I think that's great. What are you missing out on? Oh, absolutely nothing. I'll tell you what I'm missing out on. I'm missing out on couch time. I'm missing out on being bored. You know, stuff like that. That's the good stuff. You're missing out on couch time. You're missing out on... How about my golf game? Right? We, we played Friday. We played Friday. My brother was in town, and our normal group, and then my brother and my uncle Eric, we all played golf on Friday. Yeah, we had a big crew out there golfing and, on Friday. And, uh... But that was the first time I was golfing in like a month. Well, you wouldn't know it. Oh, I played You right. played really well. I did. You played did. really well. I think that's fantastic. But uh, speaking of playing, uh, well, I guess not so well, the CEO of Wells Fargo got to go. He's got to go, but he's not going. He is testifying in front of Congress this morning. Matter of fact, as we speak, John Stump. He showed contrition, a little different than the uh, the things that he was showing late last week. He showed contrition in his testimony to the Senate Banking Committee, saying that he is, quote-unquote, deeply sorry that his bank failed to meet its responsibility to its customers, and that he didn't act sooner to stand to what he called this quote-unquote unacceptable activity. Of course, it was only unacceptable when they got caught doing it. Handing cookie jar, caught. This isn't a new practice, right? And obviously we, we've talked about the fact that this is your money. This is the financial institution that you have entrusted. You have given them essentially the a fiduciary responsibility of guarding your hard-earned money. And, of course, up until this point, they were the largest bank by assets in the United States. Of course, now that their stock price has fallen, I think they've fallen to third. But you know what was great? The USA Today, they ran a great article just how bad is this banking system? We're going to talk about that next. Double J in the Love Patriot Radio News Hour, day one of the Fed meeting, not only here, but in Japan. And you know what? The, the Japanese Federal Reserve announcement, which is coming out tomorrow, may be more important. It's crazy to think about uh, how the world has changed. Uh, right now, uh, both gold and silver uh, just hanging out. Gold's up a dollar or two. Silver's up a few pennies. Uh, everybody's expecting a no-rate hike from the Fed tomorrow. I'd love a rate hike. I really would. Because I think gold would just go absolutely crazy with a rate hike. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen, but I, I, I do think that the Japanese, it may, it's going to be really interesting what they do. A lot of people thinking they're going to go even bigger into the negative rates playbook. We'll have to wait and see. But we're talking about Wells Fargo. And don't be fooled if you think this is a Wells Fargo issue alone. 
the USA Today, they actually went and found the statistics for people who have actually gone through the heartache of filing a formal complaint. Okay, this doesn't mean you went into your branch and you chewed the backside of the branch manager. Okay, that doesn't count. Or you yelled at the teller through the drive-through window. Or you called customer service to scream at the person from India on the other end of the phone. Okay, this is you actually went and lodged a formal written complaint with the Better Business Bureau, or what are they calling it now, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, which up until last week, I didn't even know existed. But yet here it is. I'm just going to go down the list. They listed essentially... Every major U.S. bank, if you took these banks' deposits, you would probably come up with a number over 90% of the country's deposits rest in these banks. And let me count them for you. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 17. So when we talk about Bank, And I tell you how they've been systematically ripping apart the banking system. This should really put it into context for you. USA Today says these are the only 17 banks that matter. You would believe, or you would love to believe, you would want to believe, that these banks became this way because they were the best, they were the greatest at taking care of its customers. I mean, wouldn't that be the logical assumption? They've gotten this big because everybody loves them. And, and it's funny because I always tell customers, you know, why people do business with us. Because you can buy gold from a lot of companies. And, I, and one of the main reasons is really simple. We don't get complaints, which means we do exactly what it is that we say we're going to do. And when customers look around, they realize, hey, they didn't get ripped off. They didn't get taken advantage of. And we pride ourselves on that reputation. I won't have it. I just won't. I won't tolerate a single complaint. If somebody's got an issue, they talk to me, we fix it, period. That simple. Here's what they found out. And I'm, I'm just going to go down the list here. Regions Financial, and they're a regional bank, 1,600 
and 11 formal complaints. How many of those customers, how many, there's a lot of us, a lot of people are like me. I like to yell when I'm mad, right? And I'll I'll choose somebody's you-know-what on the other end of the phone, right, that I feel has uh, treated me poorly. Uh, you know, recently we had our phone lines not work, and we had to miss a couple shows. There was a right. little, there was a little screaming, a little, you know, a little upset about it. But that's not a formal complaint. Citizens Financial, another regional bank, one thousand seven hundred and twenty-four. SunTrust Bank. Two thousand one hundred and thirty-five complaints. Fifth Third Bank, one thousand two hundred and seventy-one complaints. PNC Financial, two thousand nine hundred and fifty-six complaints. Huntington Bank shares—they're one of the better ones. They only had. 650 complaints. Comerica, 595 complaints. U.S. Bank Corp, 3,132 complaints. Bank of America, 11,666. Would you do business with a company if you looked them up on Google and you found out they had 11,666 complaints? Who would? Who would do such a thing? BB&T, 1,426. Key Corp, 670. M&T Bank, 833. Wells Fargo, 10,773 complaints. People's United, which is, that's, that's, they're only a regional bank, and I don't know how big, they only had 189. J.P. Morgan Chase, 8,025 complaints. Citigroup. 3,494 complaints, and then Zion, they were the best one. They only had 141 complaints. And I only laugh because, think about that, that's the best one. But here's what they, here's how they made it better. How can you make 10,000 complaints better? Well, if you Take the complaints per billion dollars worth of deposits, then it's better. So according to uh, other bankers, it says that uh, as I was reading through all of the, the things that were out here, it says that the, the index averaged 9.8 complaints per billion dollars in deposits. Now, of course, do you think the billionaires are the one doing the complaining? I don't believe that. I don't either. Right? You think Warren Buffett is complaining? 
at Wells Fargo. While the number of complaints is higher than the banks would probably like. Now, I didn't add up all of these, but, you know, I did go to public school. And it seems to be, in this, these 17 institutions, well over 40,000 complaints. That would be higher than the bank would like. It says that these levels are low enough to highlight the level of disconnect doesn't indicate a huge problem, according to a banking analyst at Morningstar. Well, doesn't that make you feel better? Well, when you when you start totaling up the complaints for the, the money in their bank account. In other words, hey, all the people complaining are the poor people. <laughs> the broke ones. <laughs> and they're just complaining about fees, right? The big guys, we don't ever charge fees to Warren Buffett, so he never complains. But I just find it fascinating. that you sit there and we find out today 40,000 complaints. And I always say this on the air, because this is what I tell people to do when they want to look around. Go into Google, type whatever company, you know, that, that you think you want to do business with, and, and type the word complaints in after it and see what comes up. And the fact of the matter is, if you did that for, for Wells Fargo or B of A or J.P. Morgan or Citigroup, you'd see thousands and thousands and thousands of complaints. How are these guys, not only how are they still in business, how are these CEOs still in a job? Still, this guy at Wells Fargo's got $200 million worth of bonus money. You're doing a great job. Congratulations. You missed 11,000 complaints by just that much. And they've been systematically ripping us off for decades. And, and the fact of the matter is, you know, it's so hard today. Changing your bank account is an incredible pain in the you-know-what. I remember, because we just changed, my wife, she hated Bank of America. We had banked there just before we got married. And she, the, she complained to me, all the time, how bad their customer service was, how they always were screwing stuff up, always trying to charge her for stuff we didn't want, and this and that and the other. And of course, you know me, like any good husband, right? As I just told her, well, you know, fix the problem. <laughs> Change bags. Quit, quit yelling at me about it. And and and. Uh, and she goes, you know, the pain, you know, 
this payment comes out, and that payment, and that payment, and this payment, and, you know, and you have it all electronically done, right? From the from our life insurance to our health insurance to our car payments to you know you name it, mortgage payments, all of it's done electronically. But she eventually, finally, she added. She wasn't on this list, by the way. As one of the complainers? As one of the formal complainers. Because I always said, take the formal complaint, multiply that by 100. Because that's just my assumption. For every one person that's actually going to write a formal complaint, they make you jump through hoops, let me tell you. There's 100 other people that just take it. Patriot Radio News Hour, halftime on a Tuesday. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Mrs. Schlafly is a constitutional attorney, pro family leader, and author of 25 books, including the best selling A Choice, Not an Echo. And now, here's the founder of Eagle Forum, Phyllis Schlafly. In 2011, Texas passed a good law requiring voters to present photo ID before being allowed to vote. This law has already successfully reduced voter fraud in three statewide elections. The Obama administration demanded that the Texas voter ID law be tossed out entirely based on Section 2 of the Voting Rights Act. In July, a 9-6 to ruling by the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit did not grant that request, but did order Texas to expand its exceptions to the voter ID requirement. This court decision was issued barely three and a half months before Election Day, forcing Texas officials to scramble to redo their election procedures in order to comply with the 200-page ruling. The good news is that the court upheld the central requirement that most voters should present photo identification before casting their ballots in elections in Texas. The court rejected the Obama administration's demands to invalidate this. In Texas, seven different forms of voter identification are accepted, ranging from driver's licenses to passports to citizenship certificates with photos. Anyone in Texas can comply by getting a voter identification form from the state for free. There are also many ways that someone in Texas can bypass the ID requirement by casting a ballot by mail during the early voting period. For example, anyone over 65 may mail in a ballot without ever showing any ID. Mail-in voting is also available to anyone who claims he will not be available on Election Day or during early voting hours. Hopefully, those exceptions will be as narrow as possible because only citizens should be allowed to vote. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Eagle Forum. What can and should be done about double voting and voting by dead people, convicted felons, dogs, and illegal aliens? Write Eagle Forum Radio, Alton, Illinois, 62002 and ask for the latest on election fraud. That's Eagle Forum Radio, Alton, Illinois, 62002. Or go to eagleforum.org. 
Thanks for listening and join us again next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. He was backwards, backwards. Apparently Angelina Jolie had some complaints about Brad Pitt. They're, 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 she filed for divorce. She filed for divorce yeah. today. Uh, no more Brad Jelena. A little current event for you there. How about, How about that? that, huh? I'll tie it all in. Man, I thought they were the it couple that had it all together. They're raising other people's kids. You know, they have a little harem of children. You know, I don't they know do. if you know. They, yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. adopted them from all, you know, all over the world. You know, so interesting. On the other end, who cares? Right. <laughs> who cares? Speaking of not caring, the financial service sector does not care about you or I. And I've been saying this all the time. They don't care about me. They don't care. They would let you know what, matter of fact, these banks, if you don't, you know, if you're not one of these customers that they can make money on, they ask you to leave. Hey, uh... You carry uh, too big of a balance in your account, so we got to waive all the minimum fees. Then we gave you this credit card, but you never used it. And every time we call to ask you to do this, that, the other, you say no. You know, why don't you go bank somewhere else? You know, we can't make any money off of you. But do you know the sector, you go all the way back to the start of the new millennium. Okay, go back to 2000. No sector in the entire country has had more class action lawsuits filed against them than the financial sector. What is wrong with this picture? And you're sitting here and you're thinking about, you know, today and tomorrow, the leader of the financial sector, the one that has decided to impoverish every person over the age of 55 that actually ever did it right in their whole lifetime, forcing people to risk their hard-earned money that they were told and promised that they would never have to do. Their sector. Nine, what was it? I want to get the number right here. On average, 9.3%, roughly 10% of all financial companies were part of some class action lawsuit. And then you read about the 17 most important financial institutions in the United States. And you find out, you don't care? Wells Fargo doesn't care. All that they cared about is, oh, crap, we got caught. We're going to pay a fine, and we're going to pretend that we're not going to do it anymore, and... The guy that's in charge is going to stay in charge, but he says he's going to change the culture. You know how you change the culture? You change the culture by getting rid of the people at the top that were the ones dictating the culture. 
ever happen. No one ever goes to prison. This was a crime. This was a crime committed against thousands. You know the funny part is, is how many people that don't listen to this show. They're driving around. They've got their serious XM, right? They've got it. They've got it programmed into the comedy channel. You can't wait for the next time Larry the Cable Guy comes on, right? Just Fox, Foxworthy, right? Waiting to see you. Who's the redneck? And they have no idea. They bank at B of A. They bank at Wells Fargo. They bank at Chase. They don't even open their bank statements. And if they do, they open them, they look at it, oh, okay, it's positive. (laughs) The balance is positive. I'm not going to really go through it. They don't even know. I bet you if everybody in America knew about what Wells Fargo did, that banked at Wells Fargo, and they actually looked at their statement, these 10,000 complaints would probably be 50,000. Maybe 100,000. If you take my rule of 100. (laughs) That'd be a million. Right? You got 10,000 complaints times 100. You'd have a million people looking at their bank statement going, wait a minute. What what fee for what account? What is this? You got to remember how they got caught. They were taking money out of your account and opening up different accounts with your name on it, which meant people had to be ignoring their bank statements to not realize, hey, huh? There should have been an extra thousand dollars in this account. What's this account? Right, I mean, have you seen the bank? You, you know, here, we're a small business. And we bank at U.S. Bank, one of the people on this list. Significantly less, they were only in the 3000 range. I guess we improved. We went from a bank that had 11,600 <laughs> 11, complaints to a bank that, uh, where are they? U.S. Bank Corp. to 3,100. So we got better there. On a weekly basis, and again, this is the business side because the personal side. I don't even get our. I don't even know our mailbox number. You know, because we got one of those. We live in one of those subdivisions where you have like a a, a block of mailboxes all in one location. Sure. Kind kind of like uh, you know, if you lived in an apartment complex, all the mails in one spot. Sure. Right. So so we live in this subdivision. I don't even know what number the mailbox. You know, one of the numbers there coordinates to our house. I don't know it. I don't even have the key on my keychain. That's, I mean, is that bad? Well, I'm learning a little bit more about you, and I certainly wouldn't want you to have the But my wife's in charge. She yeah. knows. Okay, she, okay. She does it. You know, I mean, what are you doing? She's out of town. Just let it build up. Yes. Well, there you go. Yes, I mean, that's uh, exactly uh, what happened. Okay, well, it's a good thing she's a sweetheart about it, because <laughs> if she was out of town for like a week or two, like the post office, I don't even know what happened. You wouldn't be able to fit the stuff in there. You actually sound proud of this. What? 
I'm a little proud. Okay, there you go. So you're proud of the fact that you just negate that responsibility, yes. don't care about the I'm a the delegator. Mail. You delegate. I delegate. There you go. I've delegated that responsibility. Okay. All right. But this is my point. I think there's a lot of delegators out there. Right? You heard this. Too many chiefs, not enough Indians. Right? That's too many what that chefs, means. not enough cooks. Right? <laughs> this is what's happening at your bank. They're ripping you off, but because you're a chief or a chef, you don't even realize it's happened. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back. You ever wonder why the founding fathers were so adamant that the money needed to be gold and silver? That when you read the writings of them, of the founding fathers, they tell you to be vigilant. Same thing they tell you about terrorism and stuff like that. About the money changers. Bankers, financial institutions. Because they just can't help themselves. Right? It's driven by risk and greed. And, you know, that's just how the financial industry is by nature. And too many of us now have been lulled into this belief that these guys have some moral high ground because they're the ones that are in charge of your money. These guys got more complaints than used car salesmen. But no offense to used car salesmen. But but that's saying something. I use that analogy because people usually associate those people with bond scum. These complaints actually make my competitors look like they're good business people. You know what it makes me look like? Makes me look like a schmuck because I don't got it. Right? Who wants to do business with that guy? Speaking of how business gets done, just in the latest, you don't think that we need change here in America, you know, and and really get control. All of these banks need to be broken up, these mega conglomerates that now dictate. And by the way, you know, the Wells Fargo guy, he's, he's testifying in front of the banking committee. Guess, guess who's gotten a bunch of Wells Fargo money? to help them with the re-election campaign. Yeah, you guessed it, the same people that he's testifying in front of today. Isn't that nice? Isn't that special? An iconic American company. Of course, there's really very few American companies anymore. You know, do you think iconic... Budweiser comes to mind. They're not even owned by America anymore. Uh, the Belgians own them. But this one is McDonald's. Has very quietly outsourced more jobs from white-collared American professionals in in Ohio thanks to the H-1B visa program. Says the outsourcing in the nation's heartland showcases the growing corporate use of the H-1B workers 
visa program to replace American white-collar professionals. And it comes after companies have, have used waves of illegal and legal immigrants to slash blue-collar jobs and wages in Ohio and around the country. McDonald's replaced 70 Ohio jobs with lower-wage foreign graduates. These are not the Silicon Valley technology or software jobs either, right? Because they've convinced you that we don't we don't have enough of those people, right? If you listen to Apple or Google, I mean Yahoo, Amazon, they'll all tell you, oh no, oh there's not enough Americans for these jobs. We got to have these foreign. These were white-collar accounting jobs. Apparently now we don't have enough accounts. Well, actually, McDonald's did have the accounts. There were 70 of them working for McDonald's in Ohio. Well, right up until they didn't have a job anymore. They said that the uh, white-collar accounting jobs performed by graduates from mainstream business schools got replaced uh, through the H-1B visa program. This is not just a Silicon Valley thing anymore. It's happening all over the country, according to the research for the Center for Immigration Studies. Nationwide, the foreign population of white-collared, temporary or, quote, guest workers. Okay, doesn't temporary doesn't mean, hey, you know, you, you have a job for the next three months. You could be here on these guest worker programs. You could be here on a visa program for two, three, four years. Right? Is that right? Am I, am I overstating that? Well, it, they're on terms, you know, whether it's a one-year to four-year term. But uh, the other thing I'll tell you, though, but a lot of the positions in this, I read this, that uh, the, the shareholders challenged them to save $500 million. And essentially in doing so, they're saying, oh, oh okay, this is how we save so it. They're not even bringing those. Part of this is being outsourced to them because it's simple, well, right, it's simple right, accounting. Right. We, we know that. But this is actually them coming here. In this case, there are 650,000 H-1B workers on what they are calling multi-year visa. 650,000. They say the number of foreign workers here on any type of what they call a guest worker program exceeds 800,000. 650,000 of those on multi-year contracts. Of course, the that's a great point. I didn't. You know what? Way to contribute today. You're on your game. <laughs> Shareholders challenge. McDonald's to save $500 million. They're going to save it. You know how they're going to save it? They're going to get rid of American workers. That's how. says that the cost-saving efforts by McDonald's to deliver the $500 million, there it is, the $500 million in savings, the vast majority of that savings needs to be complete before the end of 2017. How do you feel about that Big Mac now? You know what? Apparently going to breakfast all day didn't work out. Final segment on a Tuesday. 
Hey, you know how we found out about these 70 workers? You know, you'd like to believe, you know, some some really good reporter was on top of it or something like that, or or maybe one of the these 70 employees uh, sent their termination letter to the news media or something like that. I'm sure there was something in place where if you didn't uh, keep it hush-hush, McDonald's was somehow going to punish you, right? You right, know? right. Now, McDonald's filed for federal tax payer dollars because here's how it works see because of the fact that so many Americans are being displaced instead of the government cracking down and ending that policy what do you think would be a logical conclusion you bring in anybody on an H-1B visa program and an American worker loses their job we're going to find you, you're in contempt, what have you, uh, and we're going to fire the CEO. In other words, you can't bring in a foreign worker to get rid of an existing American worker. Right? You would, logically, wouldn't you think that would be how it would be? Logically. But no, that's not how it is. Instead, hey, you get rid of an American worker with a foreign worker, you just apply for this program, and instead of you paying the unemployment insurance for that fired worker, you can file for the federal taxpayer funds, and the government will pay for it instead. Of course, the government can't pay for anything unless they take it from who? The taxpayer. That's how we found out about this little thing uh, that McDonald's was doing. And and it's just another, just pile it all on. Your jobs are under attack. Your financial well-being is under attack. Your own financial institutions are trying to figure out ways to separate you from your money. And before all of that happens, make sure you take the time to put things away. Put some gold away. Put some silver away. Uh, right now, uh, we got tomorrow is the Fed meeting, or at least the the meeting, the results of the Fed meeting. Gold's at thirteen hundred and fifteen dollars to the ounce. It's up about a dollar. Uh, silver is uh, pretty. Well, we'll call it unchanged. It's up a penny, uh, nineteen dollars and twenty two cents. Uh, I got here's what I've got. I've got nineteen six twenty five. Graded Liberties and Saints, 25 of them. Graded Liberties and Saints. MS 61s, 2s, and, and some 3s. I'm going to do them all at $1,425. I've only got 25 of them. When they're gone, they're gone. 800 951 Zero five nine two. That is the toll-free number. Tomorrow, obviously, we'll talk about the Fed. The, the actual results will not be out until right after we get off the air. But just remember, the big news is going to come out of the Bank of Japan. Keep you all up to date. Patriot Radio News Hour. Everybody have a great rest of their Tuesday. Take care, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow.